This is the What I Love For podcast for Thursday, July 25th, 2019. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the What I Love For podcast. And today I am talking to my friend Jack. Uh, Jack is a a person who's lost a significant amount of weight. He's lost almost about 200 pounds. He lives a plant-based lifestyle. So what does that mean? Uh, he doesn't eat any kind of meat or any kind of meat products. Um, everything he eats is plant-based. And I found that interesting because I wanted to talk to somebody who uh, is specifically plant-based because I have dabbled in it a little bit and Jack has done a lot of that stuff um, for health reasons, for to, to, to like fight inflammation and things like that. And he talks about a lot of that stuff in the, um, in the episode. Uh, we also talk about a lot of, about body image, especially through, well, especially with men. Um, it's just this episode, I had a lot of fun recording it with Jack and, uh, I'm like stumbling over my words because I just enjoyed the conversation with Jack and just getting to know him a little bit better. Um, he's somebody I've, I've he's somebody I've met recently, um, through Instagram, um, through like people like Gary Cantrell and, and Daryl Perry. So like, I don't, I didn't know much about Jack before this episode. So I learned a lot, um, just listening to him, just talk and talk about his journey and where he's, what he's been through, um, with his journey and, and, and all that stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. So I hope you guys enjoy it too. So I am here with my friend, Jack. How are you doing, Jack? Doing well, doing well. Just kind of settling in after a busy day and uh yeah i'm excited to be on just kind of kind of talk chat it up yeah we've you? been we've been talking about doing this for a little bit because like i think i first got introduced to you through gary's podcast i think that's what it was it was yeah, either gary's Gary podcast like, or it was through leah because i know you're friends with leah too so yeah so yeah i was so leah's the one that actually referred me to gary and then he reached out and then i ended up talking to Daryl. Um, so I, I feel like Leah's the mastermind between behind all of this. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if she's getting the bonus points behind the scenes. <laughs> well, uh, actually Leah's the next guest after you. So <laughs> nice. I didn't set that yeah, up. That just happened up. that way. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so let's start with a few questions. So where did you grow up? So I born and raised in Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northwest Dayton, um, you know, back when that part of Ohio was, it was awesome back then, you know, and then it kind of just started to die out. Big businesses moved out. Um, and I moved down to North Carolina about five years ago. Okay. So, um, what was your childhood like in, in Dayton? Uh, so, you know, being outside, playing with friends. I mean, it was all centered around family and friends. It seems back then, you know, we didn't have technology to take our attention away, mm-hmm. and it was all about, you know, let's ride our bikes to go meet up or go play football in the field or shoot basketball at the firehouse or things like that. You know, it was typical childhood in the 80s, yeah. you know, all about love and hanging out and just making those memories. Which so is completely it, different than it is now. Absolutely. So now you have, and, and you know, social media has it has pros and cons, but you have social media and that kind of keeps people from showing their true self and Mm -hmm. actually wanting to connect in person, which is a huge thing for me. I'm all about that true connection. Like 
don't you don't always have to text me or message me call me or come visit like I'm I'm just that type of open person like if I like someone and I think someone is a good person open door policy yeah you're one of the rare breeds that actually likes a conversation over the phone because a lot of people prefer text yeah I don't know why like so much stuff can be lost in translation and you just don't to get to put your full self forward yeah because you you just kind of just get the like the base of it like you don't get like the full you know intention of like body language like like verbal like you can't hear the verbal language or anything like that all you see is a written word of whatever they're, they're telling you it's probably because i'm old too so my thumbs <laughs> are hurt after a while after all that texting <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh let's talk about your your weight loss story so when did you first become aware of your your weight uh that's, that's a loaded question i think i was always aware because mm-hmm. You know, while growing up back then, it, kids are kids are cruel, and you know, you always you hear the jokes and stuff going through middle school, high school, and whatnot. And but you know, they tease in in wholehearted good fun. Like everybody wants to still have each other's back, but yeah. So I, I think that type of thing always made me aware. Um, and then, you know, once I got my first job, and then my parents were like, okay, everyone, let you start being more responsible. Mm-hmm. So I started to have to buy my own clothes. And I was able to buy my own food, which wasn't the healthiest of options, you know, when I would go on lunch break at work. And so I would notice, like, I would go to get the size that I normally would, and it didn't fit. And, you know, as a 16, 17, 18-year-old, I was like, well, okay, well, maybe it's just, you know, I, I'm growing up. You know, yeah. that's, that's just attributed to that. And, you know, I get to college, and, you know, walking across campus and all that good stuff, you should typically drop some weight well not when your diet's poor and i kept noticing my sizes were bigger so i think it was always there but a a point that really 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 set it off is when a doctor told my family that if he doesn't straighten up he might not live till 40 till he's 40 and so i I think that was like kind of like the brakes like "Er, okay now wait a minute what yeah (laughs) because that wasn't far off you know that was only at the time, I think that was only like eight years off before I would get to 40. Yeah. See, your, sim- your story is kind of similar to mine because um, I've always been overweight. Like, I've always been heavy all my life. And then I think I got I got married around um, like 2010. So, I, like, I had just turned 30. And, like, right, it was like 29, almost 30. So, like, um, and I think that the, the year before the, that that December, um, my goddaughter was born, and I was like, "If I don't do something, this kid is going to be five, and I'm going to be like gone." So like, right? Like I was like, if if I don't, if I don't shape up by thirty five, or start doing that, and, and by thirty five, I will be gone. So, no, I I totally get it. And it's crazy how you have that that moment, yeah. You know? But but the thing is, like sometimes that moment still isn't enough. It's like you kind of still ride that line a little bit. And, you know, one thing I've learned just from through myself and talking with other people is, you know, you, you have to want it yourself. Like you it can't be forced upon you. Someone else can't make you want it. Yeah. You literally have to be tired and ready for the change. Yeah. Cause nobody's going to make you do it. Like you're, you're the one that's going to have to put all the work in. So like you have to do something about it. Like my parents would try when I was a kid, but 
then I would just sneak and get food, you know. <laughs> so it, it wasn't until I wanted to do it that I did it. Yeah. So what was the highest weight that you got to that you can, you can uh, remember? 514 pounds. Okay. And then what's the lowest you've gotten to so far? Uh, I am down. So I hit the scale for myself. And the reason I did that because I have two months before my birthday. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's see what I end up at for my birthday and see what type of gift I give myself. Yeah. And I'm using that for motivation. But the last time I stepped on a scale, I was three, uh, 316. Okay. So you, you've, you hit the scale for me because you just... It, you just wanted not to rely on it or you just wanted to just do something different? So I, I have a love-hate relationship with that scale. <laughs> um, you know, I'll try and say, oh, I'll weigh in once a week and then I'll have like a couple of just like great kick-ass days and I'll step on like, where am I at? And then it may not say as much as I want it to say and then I'll get upset. Yeah. Or I'll find myself just stepping on every morning like, yep, you know, lost a pound. Yep, lost point eight pounds and it was just I was relying on it too much and I was too dependent on it and so I would rather put it away and that way if I do want to have just some good food or something I don't have to worry about well if I step on a scale in a day or two it's going to say I'm plus three because this is a cumulative effort now over this entire two months yeah no it it was kind kind of a way to do something different and and I'm, like I said, I'm looking at it as giving myself a gift. Like, you know, if I step on that scale and I'm 290, like, what? wow, I'm in the 200s now. I can't remember the last time I saw a two for my starting weight. Yeah. So what, okay, so I, I already know this answer, but what was the, um, what was the way you, you you started to lose the weight? Like, what did you follow a particular diet or did you like just work on exercise? What What was your starting point? Like, how did you get started? So when I initially started, I just started eating healthier foods. So yeah. I stopped, stopped fried food. I stopped so much fast food. Um, and then I just started kind of moving a little bit. And when I first started, I could only walk maybe a quarter mile at a time because mm-hmm. I had so much excess weight that it would pull on my back and my lower back would just completely ache and hurt until I was in tears. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my girlfriend at the time, I, I felt like she was, she felt so sad for me because she's like, you can, you can only walk this far. And I was like, yeah. And like, she had tears in her eyes because I don't think she realized how, how bad it had gotten. Yeah. And so I, I kept at it and, you know, I started, some of the weight started to come off just by eating right and moving. And I got down to 474 and then I started watching some documentaries on uh, Netflix. And that's what really kind of got me into eating plant-based slash vegan. Yeah. And which which which, uh, which documentary did you watch? The first one was Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Okay. And it just showed it showed massive weight loss for that guy. And, you know, to someone so big, that's really appealing. But I had a, a realistic conversation with myself, like there's no way I can juice for the rest of my life. Yeah. So this isn't sustainable for me. But I picked up on some key terms, like I picked up on plants, vegan, plant-based, and things like that. And so I went down the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and I watched uh, Vegucated, Forks Over Knives. Um, I can't remember the others. I watched. I ended up watching like six or seven documentaries on being plant-based, vegan, 
in a matter of like a week. <laughs> it yeah. was crazy. And and that's what really started it, you know, so I started to kind of phase some things out. And what some people don't realize, it wasn't always a success. Like I failed twice doing this because I didn't do it the right way. Yeah. Um, I did my own research and that's when I was able to be successful with it. Yeah, because um, I've, I've seen a couple other people who like have tried veganism and look, I have nothing, I have nothing wrong with people who are plant-based because it's, it, it's whatever works for you. Like if, if that works for you, then that's perfectly fine. Um, but I've seen people who just do it just because they think like this will make, this will help oh, yeah. you lose weight. Yeah. So I did it for the health benefits. So I did it for, I mean, one, I do want to lose weight. Yeah. Two, I want to, reduce my carbon footprint on this earth. Yeah. Um, so you had more reasons three, than everybody else. Yeah. Three, I want to battle inflammation. I want to try and fight disease. Um, you know, I wanted something that could challenge me. And I tell you what, it was a challenge, but it wasn't until I went plant-based that I actually fell in love with cooking. Believe it or not. Yeah. I hated cooking before. <laughs> well, I'm like looking at your Instagram and it's like all food. So you, I mean, it got you really cooking because you have great food photos on here, like of like different kinds of stuff. Thanks, I appreciate. Yeah, um, I just, you know, like I I find myself going through blogs and and then I'll, you know, before I used to just look at it and say, okay, I cook it just like that, but now I'm like, okay, well, I can put my own twist on that. You know, what flavors do I like or what textures do I like? And so it's really kind of started something special. Yeah. So what like. Like, so when you started cooking uh, plant-based, like, what, what did you really start with? Like, what was the thing that you started, like, really learning how to cook? The first thing I ever made was overnight oats. <laughs> yeah. um, it, was, it was easy. You know, you just mix it up, toss it in the fridge. And so I mastered that, and I stuck with the same recipe for probably a year before I even started branching out on that. But that's good, um, And then I... Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy, it's healthy, and yeah. it's something that everybody can make, no matter what type of diet you're on. You know, there's ways to make it, I guess, keto-friendly. I mean, there's I mean, there's probably ways you can substitute, like, zucchini for the oats. Um, I've seen people do that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like you, to master things, like, because I, I, like you, like, I really went the same route uh, when I started losing weight. Like, I started lear learning how to cook myself. Cause I was a horrible cook and I hated cooking, but <laughs> I just started just making different things. And like you said, making the same one or two things over and over and over until you like kind of got a rhythm with it. And then you started adding more and more people, more and more stuff to it. Yeah. I never thought I could cook. And then <laughs> my girlfriend at that time was like, Hey, you can cook. Mm -hmm. She's like, you chop stuff up, you do this, you do that, just put it together. And I, I guess it's one of those things you just gotta get out of your get out of your own head, you know, and kind of get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I mean, cooking is not when when you really get down to it, cooking is really not that hard. Um, no, it's time consuming. Patience. Yeah, yeah. You have to have you have to have patience with it because it, it takes a it takes a lot of like waiting for this to cook or or trying to multitask and do two things at once, going back and forth. Like you really have to think about what's the next step while you're doing this step because you're going to mess something up. Yep. And that's pretty much what it is. And it's, it's one of those things like I, I still, I'm like a 
bull in a china shop when I'm in the kitchen. So yeah. I'm not not as smooth as moving around it, but I get it done. So. I mean, you're pretty good because like every time I see your Instagram story, you're coming up with something. You're coming up like I think the other day you came up with it, something that you were making like it was like some kind of cookie or something. I think that's what it was. Oh yeah, it was a uh, almond flour, banana. A little bit of olive oil and baking powder. I got that from Fitman Cook, and I was like, you know, let me toss a little bit of different stuff in here. Yeah. But yeah, it's just these little easy cookies that you know it's just sweetened with banana. So, are you a sweet person or a savory person? Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> uh, I very much used to be a sweets only type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely a volume eater, like I always have been. Yeah. And, you know, that'll get you in trouble with fast food real quick. Oh, yeah. But now I think I'm more of a, I would say savory, but I'm able, I'm, I'm not, I don't mind balancing some sweet with the savory. You know, like you can have a savory dish with a little bit of sweet. So, like, you can have a, a savory salad of some sort and have a sweeter vinaigrette or um, like an oatmeal. Like I think I made a savory oatmeal. It was a while ago, and it just had a little touch of sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you, so how do you find most of your stuff that you want to cook? Do you use like recipe books, or like do you use like just Pinterest and find stuff, or how do you go about? Because I used to use, uh, I would like check out books from the library and then like <laughs> change the 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 complete. I, I would do the recipe the first time, and then I would change certain things to make it. A little bit different. So, what did you? How did you start really learning how to cook by just the recipes, but the recipe books, or just from what you just saw on the internet? Uh, a lot of it was stuff I saw on the internet. Yeah. It was uh, uh, my friend Elena. She sent me a, a Thug Kitchen cookbook once, two years ago. She's like, I'm not using it, so and she sent it to me. So I got some ideas from there. But most of my ideas I get now are from Instagram. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of food bloggers and. You know, they post a lot of great recipes and stuff, and they do it for free. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll get inspiration from them, or I use their recipes, and then once I master it, it's like, okay, let me put my own touch on it. Yeah. And then that's how you just kind of expand, because you'll see a lot of them, they'll ad- adapt a recipe from someone else and kind of put their own spin on it. And I mean, you have to, because, like, you I, – I, like I said, I don't read the, the recipe straight. Like, I'll change something just because it – I want to see is will this work with this or like, you know, just change entertaining stuff just, just to see what the different flavor uh, palettes are like, see to see what what happens. Yeah, and a lot of times is I take like some stuff that used to be like my favorite food that wasn't vegan and see how I can veganize it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way to go because, you know, you miss certain kinds of foods that like that you used to eat and then you're, you're changing it to make it something more like of your lifestyle so uh, the food that i miss the most i can't i haven't figured out how to make it vegan yet i am uh seafood is was my weakness like mm-hmm. i love love seafood and I, I get that from my mom so you know a lot of people don't like seafood or they say no they never been exposed to it my mom loves seafood and mm-hmm. so i was exposed to it and it's it is one of the things that i miss the most like i i still We'll see seafood, and I'll admit I salivate, and it just looks good to me. I don't know why, but so that's one of the, the things I really miss a lot. What was your favorite? Uh, scallops. 
Oh, really? Yep. I love scallops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, you know, it's like, I mean, I love it all, but yeah, I like, I like salmon and all that, but scallops were my favorite. So let's talk about uh, just like your mindset. So you've lost, you've lost all this weight and what, like what, what, how's your mindset now since you've lost, you know, the weight so far? Like have it, has it changed? Like, are you a little bit more positive about like where you, where you're heading with your weight loss? So like, how's your, how's your head going like, so far? Overall, I feel like I'm in a way more positive mind frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have my days where, and I think we all do. Like I have my days where I look in the mirror and I'm not pleased with what I see. And there's days I, I look in there and I'm like, I can, I can go so much harder. Like this is crap. Um, but I, I try and listen to my body now. I had a couple of instances where I didn't listen to my body and it, it really told on me and it kind of sidelined me for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I try and stay mindful of myself now because I'm not racing anyone. That was, that was a big thing I had to learn with exercise. Who am I racing? Why am I racing anybody? Like, this is just for me to become better. Yeah. Um, but no, like, realistically, and I'm pretty transparent. So if I'm having a rough day, usually Instagram knows about it because it'll be in my story. Like, oh, I'm just having it tough and I hate, hate this. I hate that. You know, I'm just, I'm very open because a lot of people only post the ups or the success. This is true. And then that's when people get frustrated because they think that their journey should be just like that. And I want it to be different and show you there's ups, there's downs. There's periods of, it could be a week where I just, you know, I'm not feeling it, but you see me out there still pushing myself. Absolutely. Because I have goals and that can eventually help to even change my mood a little bit. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy the people who grab, like I gravitate towards the people who like, post everything like the good the bad the ugly like they don't really try to hide all that stuff because i feel like that makes you more genuine and more authentic if 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 i can see both sides of what you're going through yep absolutely and it, it could touch someone because someone can say wow you know i'm following all these people and all they do all they have is this positive up stuff they not struggle ever versus if they have people that have a balance and you know what, like, oh, I love following this person, and they struggle. Mm-hmm. So it's okay that I struggle, you know what I mean? Like, it, it happens. It's happening to them, and they're a badass. Yeah. Um, since you're, like, one of the one of the first guys that I've had on this podcast, I wanted to talk about, uh, like, body image, because I know we're both African-American, and we're both, we were both bigger guys. So do you have, like, an issue with body image, like, after, like, before or and, and or after you lost weight? So, yeah, and and, I'm glad you asked this question because, and and this is no disrespect to the women on Instagram, but everything is so catered toward women Mm -hmm. and uplifting women. And I feel like everyone forgets about the men. You know, know, women are body positive, and that is so amazing. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. But what about the guys? You know, we get critiqued. We get, oh, does he have abs? Does he have chiseled arms and whatnot? That gives us comp- a complex too, you know. It's it's crazy because, you know, we try and be body positive. You know, am I where I want to be? Absolutely not. But yeah. do I struggle with it? Yes. You know, when I put on a shirt in a dressing room, if it fits too tight, uh, you know, nah, I don't I don't like the way it fits. You know, oh, it shows my moves or 
oh, I can see some some love handle there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we struggle too, and I, and I'll you know occasionally I'll see a, somebody post something that says, hey, let's not forget about our men. Um, Amanda's really good about that. Uh, I can't remember her her handle. <sighs> she's gonna kill me, but she's in Texas too, actually. But she'll occasionally come out and say, hey, let's not forget about our guys. And so every time she does it, I'll just send her a message like, you rock. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we don't talk about how men have the issues with body image because I can remember seeing like several movies where like somebody has like abs and stuff and like, man, why don't I have abs? Or seeing a like a men's health magazine and being like, like the cover and then being like, I don't even look anywhere near that like that. I agree with you. That's why I stopped subscribing. I used to subscribe to Men's Health, and then I stopped because everybody in there was already super fit. Mm-hmm. That was doing anything. <laughs> like, it was yeah. like, oh, get chiseled abs in thirty days, and I was like, who are you kidding? Really? Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're if they're already showing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's hard though because that like you think about every commercial you see, every movie you see, every like kind of magazine ad like that you see, and it's a guy like it's somebody with chisel abs and they have the shirt off and like, you know, it's, it's already hard enough that you're looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, I don't look anything like that, like at all. Right. And, and so the thing is now they've, they've come out with the thing called the dad bod and that's kind of putting a stamp of, Oh, it's kind of okay for, for guys to be a little chubby, but I was like, why do we have to be stamped with something? You know, yeah. why can't it just be, Hey, there's a dad or there's a guy or, you know, why does it have to be a dad bod or, or anything like that? Um, and the biggest positivity, positivity issue that I have is, so I love the beach. And so since moving to North Carolina, I love to go to the coast. Yeah. But I can't bring myself to go shirtless, at least not yet. Like probably in another 100 pounds, maybe. Mm-hmm. Even loose skin and all. But just being shirtless, like at the pool or on the beach, I just, I struggle with it. And I just can't bring myself to do it. And that's one of those things that I just can't do it. I see a lot of people, a lot of women say, you know what, I'm wearing a bikini this season because do I have a bikini body? Yes, I have a body and I'm wearing a bikini. And I was like, I admire their confidence because I, yeah, I can't even just take my shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, we've dealt with it for so long. Like, like we've dealt with it f- for like decades. And then like, it's kind of hard to break out of that cycle of that or that mood of, I could go shirtless, but no, because even like mm-hmm. when I, when I got always like, I, I was from 492 to 192 and like I was 192 and I still wouldn't take my shirt off because. Wow. Like yeah, 192. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I got down from 492 to 192. And so I lost 300 pounds. And then like, I still could not take my shirt off. Like I still had those body image issues, even being it's that tough. Way. Yeah. It, it is a constant. In this journey, it's like it's mental as much as it is physical. I think the mental part is actually harder. Mm-hmm. Like I can force myself to go exercise, but I can't force myself to be comfortable with what I see in the mirror. I mean, and that just, and, and that just stuff just takes work. And like you think about just just like the weight loss, it took you like years to put it on. And it's going to take you like the same amount of time. Not even maybe not the same amount of time, but it's going to take you a little bit longer to get used to getting it off. So like, it's just, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's just a lot. It is. It's a lot to take it. Cause as you start to lose, you know, you, you can tell because you're, you know, you're getting smaller clothing, things start to feel a little bit bigger, but then you look at yourself naked and it's like, I still don't like it. 
Yeah. But then you look at yourself clothed, and you're like, okay, you know, hey, hey there, Mr. Handsome, I'm looking kind of kind of <laughs> nice here. But 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 then it flips when you see yourself just raw, you know. And it's it's you're right. It's going to take time. Yeah. So, so we went on really deep subject. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Let's get but a little. That's good stuff because that's stuff that's not discussed. And yeah, that's true. I, I don't know why it's overlooked, and I don't know if it's because. I feel like some men, it's a pride thing, but I feel like it shows you're stronger if you can admit these type of things. Yeah, but just a lot of people don't want to show that side of them, like that vulnerable side that, hey, I have issues with my body just like, you know, most women do. Yep. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so I I wanted to ask you, are, what are some facts that people might not know about you? What are some things that, because I know I, I see you on Instagram and I see you like to, to cook a lot and you do a lot of exercising and you like a lot of coffee. So what is there something that people may <laughs> not know about you? I guess a lot of people thought I was short. I posted a survey the other day and I put my height on there and people were like, you're really 6'3". And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how tall y'all thought I was, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm 6'3". Um, that's just something quirky. I don't... I'm pretty open about everything. That's the thing. I don't know what people would not would not know. Like, anybody that actually talks to me knows everything pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, I think some of them actually, most people are actually Facebook friends that I talk to daily. Um, yeah. So they see all aspects of my life. Um, I mean, of course, me being from Ohio, biggest Ohio State Buckeye fan there is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I'm a nerd. I mean, I I love technology. I I went to school for engineering, bachelor's and masters. Okay, let's start. Um, let's start there. What's your favorite piece of technology that you've bought in the last year? Mm. That's, <laughs> that's, I, a I know, quest, that's the heaviest question you've asked. Well, I know because I know you're not. I know you're not an Apple fan. So I know that you are not going to say anything about Apple. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind Apple. They just they lack innovation, and they just incrementally build very small. Mm-hmm. There's no leap of faith there. Uh, I'll put hmm. you on the spot. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't know. I haven't really bought anything new in the past year because I'm, I'm happy with everything I have. Like I have a good camera. I have a Google Pixel 2 XL phone. I, I love my Google phone. Um, like all my, my work technology comes from them and that's, mm-hmm. I don't have to pay for it. Um, I still put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, have I bought any actual technology? Probably. I, am, I mean, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a tablet. So I'm thinking about getting a surface pro. I'm kind of excited about that just because of the versatility of it. So I will say that, that I have a surface and it's great. I, so that, that would probably be the investment probably in the next month or so because I'm going to start doing some traveling here in the back end of the year, and it will be nice to take that instead of something bigger. Mm-hmm. Are, you a big, are you a big traveler? So I never was before because I was too big. Yeah. You know, I would have to buy two seats. And now that I've lost weight and I can fit on a plane, you know, I, I'm like, hey, let's, let's go. Wheels up. So I have plans to, to do some. I traveled some for work, you know, over the past few years. Um, I'm going to New Orleans next month with one of my best friends. Oh, you're going to enjoy uh, that. Yeah, I've never been, so no, I'm, I'm New excited. New Orleans is great. 
I'm looking at going to Chicago to visit my uncle and aunt, New York, hopefully. And then uh, Leah wants me to come to Austin in October. You should. She she said, oh, it's not as hot. I was like, I don't mind the heat now that I'm smaller. But she's like, <laughs> oh, I like to stay inside. We don't like to go out in the heat. And so I told her, I was like, if I did, I mentioned it to her. I was like, we should get Willie to come up. I think she said you're like two hours, two and a half hours away. I am four. I'm just outside four. of Houston. Okay. Yeah. Ah, my buddy's getting ready to move from Houston to um, Nebraska, of all places. That is a strange transition from <laughs> from Houston yeah. to Nebraska. That is a very strange transition. Yeah, he was actually here in Raleigh. So he's from Houston. He okay. moved to Raleigh. He moved back to Houston um, to help out with his mom and some family stuff. And then I guess his wife got into this, some school in Nebraska, so he's moving there. I, I thought about shooting out to Houston to visit him before he moves, so if I do, I'll definitely let you know. Yeah, definitely let me know because I'm, I'm about an hour from Houston. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've never been to Texas either. Get ready, it's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than that... um. I just think that's going to wrap up the travel for this year. Next year, I'll try and do something international again. Where have you been in internationally? Uh, so for work, in 2012, 2013, I went to the Philippines twice. Mm-hmm. That was a nice 24, 26-hour flight. Uh, Canada, I was to Ottawa up in Canada. So hello to all my Canadian friends. <laughs> uh, and Mexico last summer. Oh wow! So you're like a you're like a huge trap. Well, because you you said you have to do it for work and all that stuff too. So are you like are you big on travel? Like when you get to go, like do you like live like the locals, or you kind of do the touristy thing? No. So that's the thing. Like when I went to the Philippines, I was like, hey, show me what you guys do. Like I kind of immersed myself in the culture a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, outside of work. I was like, show me what you guys do. You know, what does this mean? I wasn't shy to ask questions. And yeah. I think they appreciate that, or people appreciate that when you go to different areas because it's like you have a genuine interest. You know, I was like, don't take me to Chili's in the Philippines. <laughs> take me to the local watering hole that you go where they cook up something local that I can't get. Yeah. And I enjoy and it, I enjoy that. Like, if you, yeah. if you go to a place that you've never been and you go and try to see what the locals do instead of being like, what's the biggest tourist attraction here, like, I appreciate people who do that. Yeah. And, and you know, I usually, uh, before I go somewhere, I'll start looking up, Hey, what's something local and, and figure things out. And if I'm going to visit somebody or, you know, while I'm somewhere, I'm going to meet up with someone. I'm like, Hey, you know, find a good local place and take me. I'm all about supporting local places. Like yeah. I do that here. I hardly ever go to a chain. I mean, that's the way to go because like I said, you're not, you're you're supporting the local the local businesses and stuff like that. So you're like you're actually contributing to that city. So yeah. Yep, absolutely. So um also I wanted to ask you what's your morning routine like? I, I asked this question to everybody, but I wanted to know what your morning routine is. What do you usually do on a typical day? So typically, especially during the week during the work week, I'm up at five, uh, get up and I usually do some cardio. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, depending on how much time I have in the morning, sometimes I lift a little bit of weights or do a little bit of yoga. And then I'll get ready for, you know, get a shower, get ready for work, pack lunches, cook breakfast, uh, and then get ready and head to work. Or if I'm working from home, just kind of log on and start working. And 
on the weekend, I'm, I'm more a little bit more relaxed. Like I, I usually like to go out for coffee once, once a week. I usually go or try to. And it goes back to supporting locals. Well, not only do I get good coffee, but I support a local business. Yeah. You know, at least a couple times a week if I can. And so then I'll do that, and maybe I'll, if it's in the summer or spring, I'll ride my bike or. You know, I may go do some cardio or lift weights because I have a little bit more free time and space to kind of space things out. I don't have that time I have to get to work butting up against it. Typically, I start my morning with water and a workout, and then everything else kind of starts. So I, I kind of started my morning earlier than what I'm used to. Yeah. And also, like, so you you talk about coffee a lot. And I, I give you so much crap for, <laughs> for your coffee. <laughs> I give you so much crap because Amanda said something about your cold brew being like cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, Amanda. She's, yeah. So I, I got a cold brew maker, and I had researched it since last year. Yeah. And I finally was just like, I'm going to get it. And so, I, you know, I read their instructions and whatnot, and I was like, you know, I'm going to push it a little bit. And so she told me to let her know how it went, and I did. And so then she went and got one. And I don't think she's ever done cold brew concentrate, because there's a difference in just cold brew or iced coffee mm-hmm. and then a concentrate. And I don't think she's figured out how to balance it yet. And so she drank some of it in the evening, and I was like, oh, that's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. And she was up all night. <laughs> she was like, what kind of cocaine do you have me on? <laughs> I was like, that's just the power of the coffee bean. I don't know what you're talking about. But she's like, it, it keeps me going. Like, it's it's just such a smooth flavor. Like, it's not bitter. Yeah. Like, other coffee. But I, the funny thing is, I didn't even drink coffee. Mm, I think I started drinking coffee two years ago, two yeah. and a half years ago. Like, I didn't even like it before. And then I finally started when I tried good coffee at a coffee shop and I was like wow this is actually pretty good mm-hmm. and then I started me down that path and I figured out I was like I can make my own coffee and it's actually really good and a lot cheaper see I'm not there yet like I'm I'm getting there but like I wasn't really a big coffee drinker uh, until like my wife started drinking like Dunkin and stuff like that so like well Starbucks and Dunkin and stuff like that so like I started drinking like every now and then drinking like one of those two uh but I'm slowly getting into coffee now. So, cause I would, I used to be never into coffee cause I hate hot stuff. I hate just hot, any kind of hot liquid. Like I'd rather have it cold. So I'm used to like this, the cold coffee now. And see, I've always, my parents always drank it. Um, and then my lady always drank it and people at work, like, you know, you work in tech. So if you work in technology, you have a bunch of engineers around mm-hmm. and colders and they're at that coffee machine all day. And, you know, I drink a cup a day, a cup and a half tops. Yeah. And I see them. And my old manager used to drink four or five cups a day. And I was like, God, my heart would explode. <laughs> like, I don't know how you guys do this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's – and there's some benefits to coffee. You know, they say, you know, within reason, like, not drinking – 15 ounces of cold brew by itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not... I'm so new to coffee, so, like, I don't drink it, like, very often. Like, it might be, like, once or twice a week, but, like, that's about all I drink. But, like, I'm seeing you and Amanda and all y'all making cold brew at home, and, like, I need to figure out how to do that, so... So, I, 
cold brew is that what I go to in the summer because it's just so hot in the south. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'll, you know, in the winter, I'll switch back to just, I'll do hot coffee. Yeah. But you don't have to buy a maker. It just makes it easy because it keeps it in a glass container. It keeps it all, everything filtered and the way it should be. So it was a little investment. I think it was like 60 bucks because I had a gift card. And then, but you have to think, how many cold brews am I not buying? So it's paid for itself. That's true. Because if I was like, spend five bucks over twelve days, well, there's the the coffee maker thing pay for. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So uh, I have a couple more questions for you. Um, so we're talking about um, have you lost weight and all that stuff? Have you done some kind of self reflection type of practice to like cultivate that stuff? Like to uh, to like think about what what where you want to go from here? Like or just like just thinking about where you came from and where you are now like do you have any kind of like self-reflection practice that you have in your routine uh yes i I kind of started doing yoga and i picked up yoga for a multitude of reasons Um, i wanted to increase my flexibility Mm -hmm. strengthen my body and get some time just to to breathe but still be active yeah you know something i don't have to be huffing and puffing and you know like i'm trying to trying to live (laughs) you know so (laughs) But it, that gives me time to, to kind of gather my thoughts a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, and just kind of think, like, you know, as I sit here, wow, I can stretch my arms or, wow, I can lift my arms this high or this way. I used to couldn't do that. Um, and, and then another thing that I do is I one of my, I guess my, I need to make it a slogan because I say it a lot. And it's, I just, I want to show people that the impossible is possible because, before I started, I thought this was completely impossible. Mm-hmm. And I hear so many people say, I wish I can do what you do, but it's just not possible. And I feel like if I can do this, then anybody can do it because I am one of the most stubborn uh, <laughs> stubborn people there are. And it really took a while to get it through to me. So I think that's a reflection is because I thought it was impossible at one point. And I try and keep myself grounded with that because I feel like I haven't done anything that crazy or that outstanding. Like I've just started caring about myself. Yeah. And I feel like we all can do that. Yeah. And so for the people who, who would say like, I can't do that. What would you say to them? Every time I hear someone say that, I'm like, yes, you can. I was like, so the first thing you have to do is you have to just kind of take a look at yourself and say, why do I feel like I can't do it? And so when you keep asking yourself the why, you know, the five whys, you get down to the root cause, you know, why do I feel like I can't do it? Oh, because I don't want to get up early. But why don't I want to get up early? Because I don't want to lose sleep. Why don't you want to lose sleep? Because I don't want to be tired. You know, so you keep going and you get to root causes. Oh, I'm tired all the time. Go to bed earlier, you yeah. know, and then I don't want to get active. Why don't you want to get active? Because it's hard. Why do you think it's hard? Because I've never done it before. We'll start doing it and it gets easier. Yeah. It, it's I mean, really, you just have to talk yourself into it. Yeah, uh, you're, and I, I, I really appreciate that you put you put out the five whys because I, that's something that I do a lot because a lot of times I didn't want to do stuff and I always do that five whys. But you're the first person that's actually mentioned on the podcast, so I really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I mean, that's one of the things that you just had to. All this is a big pep talk to yourself, really. If you can motivate yourself and. You can do anything. I mean, that's weight loss, career, any, any anything you want to do, any hobby, whatever. If you give yourself the right pep talk and you keep at it, 
you'll succeed. Yeah, I mean, you just have to have patience, like Gary says. You know, his yep. four pillars. Like, you just have to have, like, those components. Um, and you just really have to just put in the reps for it. Like, you just have to put, like, I take everything one day at a time. Um, there's some certain people that I know that take it, like, one meal at a time. So, like, if you just take stuff one at a time instead of just trying to compact it all into, I have to do all of this, I have to do 10 things in one day, then, yes, you're going to get frustrated because you're not going to be used to doing the one thing or the two things. You're going to be trying to do 10 instead of just two. So that's a good point because if if I have a, a rough, like a rough weekend or something, let's say, or I have something emotional going on and I start eating some crap, then, and, or I've even told people when I see people post that they're struggling, I was like, I don't tell them, take it a meal at a time. So I was mm-hmm. like, section your day off, consider your morning, your afternoon, and your evening. Each one is a victory. I was yeah. like, get to the finish line for that day. Yeah. When you do that, consider that a race one next day. Same thing. Once you get a week, boom, you have seven days done. Then start looking at it. I can take it a day at a time. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's what you have to do. You just, you can't look at, look at a big picture. You have to look at it just sectioned off as this is just a check mark, a one part of a check mark on my day. Right. Yep. Yeah. So uh, as we wrap this up, uh, do you have any future goals that you want to tackle in the, like the next year that you can think of? I uh, want to get the other 100 pounds off for mm-hmm. sure. Um, travel a little bit more. Um, I just there's so much I, I, there's so much living I have to do that I, I missed because I didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so travel more. Um, you know I have I have like four really like best friends back in the Midwest, you know, two are in Ohio, one's in Michigan, one's in Indianapolis. But to try and establish some actual legitimate, like, friends down here, like, I have I have a couple, like, Portia, she works with me, she's a really, really good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, and Michelle, she's really, she's a good friend, but to establish, you know, I need those guy friends, I need those, those friends that just, at the drop of hat, yo, come over and play some PS4, or come over, <laughs> let's, let's go get on the trail and, and go work out, like, a, I try and drag Porsche with me. She's like, yeah, it's too hot. I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> She's from North Carolina, so. So just establish some really good, true connections. You know, I don't need a whole lot. Just a few. Just really good people so you can surround yourself with great people, and you can become greater. Yeah. Um, other than that, just keep working on myself, working on my career, um, and refining the positive parts of my life because, like I said, we all struggle, but... I feel like there's a lot of work I can do for myself to to make myself more positive and to realize what I've done and appreciate and love myself. So, and with that, that's a great way to end this. But uh, I want to pre- I appreciate you coming on, Jack, and talking to me about you know just your life and your journey. And uh, if one if somebody wants to contact you, how would they go about doing that? Uh, so Instagram is Jack Attack nine one eight two. J-A-C-K-A-T-T-A-C-K-9182. It's usually the best way. Um, yeah, just reach out. I'll, I'll answer anybody's questions, talk to anybody, really. So, yep, it's the easiest way. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me, Jack. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a pleasure. I want to thank Jack again for coming on and sharing his story. Uh, like I said, I don't have much experience with plant-based. Uh, I did a little bit of vegetarianism. Uh, for like a brief summer period uh, that was years ago and I'm kind of wanting to do some more of the 
eating less meat and not having like I wanted to do to do something different. So I, I got a lot of ideas from Jack just from talking to him, even off the podcast. So um, I like that he's a traveler and I, and I love that he he's all about like going to different places and living like the locals and not being the tourist. So uh, I really appreciate Jack coming on. And if you want to contact Jack, you can follow him on Instagram. His username is jackattack9182. Go over there and give him a follow because, uh, like I said, Jack posts a lot of pictures about his exercise and his food uh, and just, you know, glimpses of his weight loss journey. So definitely go check him out because um, the guy, I, I really appreciate his story and I, I want to know him a little bit better. So I got to know him a little bit better on the podcast, but I want to um, grow that friendship. So I really appreciate Jack coming on. If you want to contact me, you can follow me on Instagram at Willie Gillis. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at what I live for podcast at gmail.com. And that's going to be it for this episode. I really appreciate you guys listening to it. I'm having a lot of fun recording these, these episodes. Uh, I have about two more that I have coming up. Uh, one with my friend Leah. Uh, she's also plant-based. Uh, her story is somewhat similar to Jack's. So I had a lot of fun recording that with her. Uh, I have a few more coming up and I hope you guys enjoy these episodes because I'm really digging uh, just recording and learning about new people. So I appreciate you guys listening and I will see you next week.